Hi guys. Welcome to Snack Eric and Ask. My name is Elise. My name is Mac and we are two timing. Yes. Double the productivity. Exactly. Today so. we're doing a recording and we're also doing an Instagram live. So welcome to the live. Welcome to the live. Um, yeah, I kind of decided last minute to do a live because yeah. it, it's been a long time. And also because it's a, some important subject today and I feel like we have to um, have them on our website to follow the continuity of, um, of topics. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so what so are we talking about first? First, uh, this is kind of an anecdotal topic for my part, but I was uh, seeing this drunk guy on the bus a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, sometimes you see these people on the bus on the Saturday night on their way home. And this guy was just, he didn't have a jacket on, just a t-shirt. And it's freaking cold these days. Yeah, it's pretty cold now. Uh, he kept losing his phone on the ground and you could just see he was way out of it. And he was alone. Uh, there were people around us that like talked about him, tried to ask him, are you okay? Where are you actually going? Yeah. It turns out it was like on a totally different bus. He was supposed to go like south to, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like you the other night where you yeah. were like, I took the bus the wrong way. <laughs> we're like, you're nearing the end stop of this like totally different line. So he did not know where he was or where he was going and he couldn't speak or anything. So... Uh, this just got me thinking about how when we girls go out to party, we often make sure that everyone gets home all right because we know the dangers of like what might happen if you go home alone super yeah. drunk, especially in that state. You wouldn't send anyone alone on a bus. Mm. Now, I don't know this guy's history. Like maybe he was just out in the city alone. Like, I don't know what happened. But I got to thinking like, are guys as good as like taking care of each other as we are hmm. like do they actually gauge the dangers of sending your bro home super drunk like this is something a guy on the bus also talked about like this guy's gonna get robbed or beat up that's yeah like nobody was looking out for him so i don't know i don't know we need the guys to tell us that uh i'm, I'm not sure maybe they're less um, scared yeah or for each other yeah, they don't realize the dangers or they don't want to like, I don't know. Is it a masculinity thing as well to like not take care of everyone such as like a woman would? Or yeah. are they not, not just taught this kind of caring? Like we girls are usually taught how to care for our families from a young age. Well, the men are supposed yeah, to kind of provide. Yeah. But but then maybe it's just a, a matter of like them not being used to ask each other that, you know, because yeah. we, are, we are used to this. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, I've never heard a guy say, hey, text me when you're home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, would you say to your bro, like, hey, bro, uh, can you send me a message when you get home safely? Like, I don't think I've ever heard that. No, <laughs> no I don't think so. But I think they should, because there are dangers, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just got this uh, topic into my head because of this. And, and I told Kelvin about it today, too, yeah. my boyfriend. And he said, well, actually, uh, he told me the story about this other guy that uh, fell asleep outside of his school on a party. And then he was uh, raped. Oh, yeah. seriously? Yeah, in this, like, drunken state, like, sleep. And then people were, like, laughing about it. 
What do you mean they were laughing about it afterwards? Oh no, or like they, they were it, like or? when they saw him sleeping outside. Okay. They were like, oh, look, like this guy is yeah. drunk, and then they just left, and then you know. Does he know who raped him? I have no idea. Did he wake up when it happened? I don't know. It, it <laughs> I have so many questions now. I think it's just one of those campus rumors <laughs> that, like, but it okay. happened probably. Urban legends. No details. Don't fall asleep or you get raped. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, leaving your friend, like, sleeping outside. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard it a lot um, when I was in Sweden and, and with my ex, you know, and he told me stories where he would get home. Uh, completely wasted and pass out on the side of the road in the middle of the snow. You know, it's a miracle some people are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, one thing too, the danger of nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's some places it's not people that are going to rob you or or uh, rape you, but it's, you know, nature that will kill you. Or maybe you're in an area where there's like wolves and bears and... <laughs> <laughs> You know, you might want to make it home quick. Yeah, you never know. I mean, take care of your drunk friends, no matter what gender they are. Like, yeah. don't don't be afraid to seem like you're not respecting his masculinity mm. or like he's not weak just because you ask him, "Are you getting home okay? Yeah. Should, do I do you need to do you need help to like follow you home stuff like that?" I don't know. Mm. I agree. It's weird. I think we should just be aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Anything else you wanted to share? Well, um, that's kind of the story I was uh, wanting to share. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> drunk bros. Drunk bros. Drunk bros. Okay, um, drunk bros. Awareness, guys. You need to be careful. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think then it just comes to common sense, right? Uh, like in France, we have this thing. If somebody is in danger or somebody is injured, you have to help them you have to check on them and you yeah. have to do something just because if they die and you have been on the scene you are technically liable yeah <laughs> and so i think that's what it is right if you just think okay if i don't help this person and that person dies it's it's kind of a bit of my fault you know mm -hmm. For sure. so it's good to check um i think if i see somebody lying on the streets and that look like they're sleeping or unconscious or something i always go near and i, I look and then I, if i have to ask hey, um, are you okay? And then people are like, yeah, yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're yeah. just chilling. Some people do. <laughs> like, Some people just chill. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's important to check. Just ask the question. It doesn't cost anything. It takes two seconds. and It might um, save somebody's life. Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I, I remember when I was in Poland uh, this year, there was a guy sleeping in the middle of the square in Krakow. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was looking and, you know, the police came pretty quick because it's a, it's a public spot. It's super touristy. And the police came and um, just talked to the guy and clearly hey, he had had a bit of a night. <laughs> so I think he was still drunk. But, you know, it was 12 o'clock and he was lying flat with no oh shoes God. <laughs> and his earpods in one hand and... I mean, it's a miracle. Like, people are still in one piece with, you know, well, their I belongings. Mean, and Lying in such a public place, like, sure, he's exposed, but, like, other people would see him too. Like, it's not just going and robbing something mm. in broad, you know, a big square. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of more risky yeah. for the perpetrator. <laughs> but, I don't know. But I also think it's something about, mm, I don't know if it's, related to Norwegian uh, culture about how we're not supposed to bother each other. 
um, in this case, I would say it's more bothering not to deal with it or just call somebody. Yeah. It's easy. But you don't want to be like intruding on someone's business necessarily. And it depends how drunk they look or mm. sometimes it may not look like they're actually in trouble. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's no. true. I don't know. Have you seen a lot of this in Oslo? or uh, Just a couple of people. And usually I, I yeah, I check on them. I ask yeah. them. If somebody falls, you know, you just make sure you need you help them up or something. Yeah. But um but sometimes you're in a rush and you don't have um you know I mean there's other people around so you expect somebody to do the job for you also. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I gotta catch the last train, yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, like I'm on my way home. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, this is my last chance. So yeah. I hope there is another bugger out there that's gonna do it you know yeah and this guy that i saw that sparked the conversation he uh, we were like three stops away from the end so i had to leave the bus eventually like mm. everyone else but uh, i like to think that the bus driver probably had to deal with him yeah yeah he which would is have. good at least he's like you know probably calling somebody but it's mm. sad to think about like him just being sent off alone into the night and yeah into dreamland. Into dreamland. Dream Drunkland. <laughs> yes. Well, so that's my topic for today. Okay, so yeah. we move on to my topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mind you, it is uh, Sunday today and it's a big day. Um, but this also is going to be released on the radio on uh, the next week, Wednesday or the Sunday. Um, and why I wanted to do a live is because uh, it's, the, it's the release of the VM. It's the... It's the World Cup. Yeah. A big, big event this time. Especially and, yes. Especially since it's in, it's in this wonderful country called Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So, have you heard of uh, the president of FIFA talking on TV lately? Well, I haven't read much about it since uh, you tipped me off yesterday. Or I started reading some articles about it. Or was it today? Yeah, I think I tipped you off today. (laughs) Yeah, it was today. So the day goes fast. (laughs) We time traveled. But uh, I learned a lot, like even reading like one or two articles. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big shock. Like I have been following the Qatar uh, thing for how long has it been in the news now? Mm -hmm. Like half a year? Um, Yeah, heavily... On the Since news the for half a year, but more than that. Yeah. Uh, there's been question marks every year. Yeah. So, and we know that FIFA is kind of trying to defend their position on the whole thing and also working with Qatar, which is maybe not the most mm-hmm. uh, liberal country in the world. No, no, definitely not top of the list. Yeah. So, the defense uh, is probably what I would expect, which is kind of what happened and yeah. shifting blame and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, so I, I do like football. Um, I don't watch Norwegian football because I think it's terribly boring. Sorry, no way. But mm-hmm. I do, I, I lived in the UK and I watched a lot of uh, English, uh, football and I, I love the spirits of football. Um, going to a pub and everybody is cheering and happy. It's a community. It's, um, it's really ritualistic. People coming together, grabbing a pint, cheering, Getting off their seats, shouting at the screen. Emotional. Uh, it's emotional. Yeah. It's intense. And you really, w- when you don't know anything about football, um, you you really quickly get into it and you, you, yeah, you get passionate about it and it's beautiful. Yeah. And football is fantastic, especially in England. There's so many football pitch everywhere. 
Um, it's an opportunity to get your children to do a physical activity. It's an opportunity to get yourself out of a difficult uh, situation, neighborhoods, uh, poverty. So it's something that's been used to, to promote um, more equality, to promote uh, less racism. Um, yeah, to give more chances to people, right? That's how I see it. Uh, and so we have uh, we have Giovanni Infantino, this, this, man. this Italian uh, guy, Italian Swiss, Italian guy that lives in Switzerland, actually, or that was based in Switzerland. And so he's been 16 years with the UEFA uh, before he reached the top as a president. He's 52 years old. He's paid $1.8 million a year. Mm. Yeah, I think that's enough. Uh, his wife is from Lebanon and he's currently living in Doha because for the World Cup, right? And mm. uh, so... He's made this very interesting speech on TV a few days ago, and I was very lucky to be awake and oh. to watch it live as it started, and I was shocked. Um, wow, you caught the whole thing. I caught the whole thing. it was one hour, right? It was 57 minutes of Shit. mesmerizing uh, <laughs> words. Uh, yes. So, um, because of Qatar not being so liberal... And being very criticized and Qatar coming forward to press conference and, and trying to defend themselves. And I think people were like, come on, we're not buying this. Mm. Uh, FIFA, I think, has been taking a step back for a while, not trying to mingle too much, letting Qatar make their own words and, and expand themselves. But now, you know, the game is today and... Um, and, and FIFA had to say something. They had to make a press conference. And Yeah, they've been pressed to make a statement at least... Because yeah. all of this kind of is in their hands. Yes. So it, it was time, right? Um, and I don't know how I would describe exactly this speech that I've heard from uh, from Giovanni Infantino. I would say, uh, as a reference to Star Wars, that he joined the dark side. Uh, <laughs> that's all I will have to say. Yeah. But so in this speech, he's um, accused the critics of Qatar's uh, human rights. Um, of hypocrisy and racism. He accused the people who critics Qatar of hypocrisy and racism. I repeat. <laughs> yes. So I took some of the words that he said um, and then we're just going to discuss a little bit. Oh, it's so much gold. <laughs> it's so much gold. Uh, so so I, w I, will, I will not exactly start by the beginning, but I think he said this thing. We have been told many, many lessons from some Europeans, from the Western world. I think for what we Europeans have been doing the last 3,000 years, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. 3,000 years. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's... I. I, th I read one of the articles I read in The Guardian uh, commented on exactly this and we were like, if you meant 300 years, we would understand it. Yeah. But 3,000 years. You really is went kind back. Of, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I think it's a little too far back. I, I believe you he know? has a lot of guilt. Um, yeah. But come on. Uh, yes, all countries, all lands, all cities have committed terrible things and we talked about it so much on Snack Eriganosk the past few weeks. Mm. We talked so much about women's rights and slavery and sex workers and everything that's happening. But, you know, we did those things and we are moving forward and we are changing regulations and we are apologizing for most places and we are trying to find solutions. When I'm looking at Qatar, 
and the Emirates and those, you know, that part of the world. What we're seeing lately is that they are going back and they're holding on to their... They're literally to, breaking human rights. To the core of their thought. Yeah, we can't not comment on it, even though, like... We've done stuff in the past. If we didn't, if we were having the attitude of, oh, no, I mean, we have done some bad stuff, so we shouldn't comment on it. Like, they would just keep going. We have to do something. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll move on from this quote and I'll go to the, to the, to the introductory quote. Listen up. Today, I have very strong feelings. Today, I feel Qatari. Today, I feel Arab. Today, I feel African. Today, I feel gay. Today, I feel disabled. Today, I feel like a migrant worker. I feel like them because I know what it feels like to be discriminated, to be bullied as a foreigner in a country. At school, I was bullied because I had red hair and freckles. I was bullied, plus I was Italian. So imagine, I didn't speak good German. What do you do then? You lock yourself down in your room, you cry, and then you try to make some friends. You try to engage. You don't start accusing or fighting. You start engaging. This is what we should be doing. Where to begin? Like, first of all, saying stuff like I feel gay is such meme content that like the internet is blowing up or like just this part of his speech. But Qatar has a death sentence for being gay, you can't try to speak up for it and then use that as an argument because that's kind of falls flat in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, to say that you feel Qatari, you feel all of those things that he mentions um, is wrong to say that. Yeah. It's impersonating. How can you know what it feels like to be African? Uh, I'm sorry, same, we had so many topics about, you know, Africa and slavery in this show. Like, I would never in a million a year say, yeah, this is, I feel you, I feel you, I know what you've been going through. No, you do not. To say you feel gay, Jesus Christ, <laughs> for the community, I am so sorry. Like, oh my God. Th- this, is, this is not okay. This is not allowed. There is no way that this man knows what it feels like, the struggle of the individual that is where from wherever and with whatever origin and sexual orientation, you cannot say something like this. And clearly he doesn't because comparing all that to having red hair, it's it's so he's like contradicting himself. It's so clear. He hasn't sentence. been discriminated. He was bullied because yeah. he had red hair and because for me. years we said red hair are of no soul and stink and it's uh, uncommon and whatever you know and what does he say go to your room and cry and then start making friends I'm sorry this is not how you feel when you've been bullied <laughs> that's the last thing you want to do this is kind of not the response when your human rights are uh, like broken yeah absolutely <laughs> So I, I so I took this segment and I was thinking he talks about himself, right? He, he says he compares that he is being bullied, and he refers to us by talking about himself. He's saying that we are being bullied by Qatar, right? Mm. In this speech, basically, um, and so uh, for us in this instance um, with Qatar, we are not being bullied by Qatar. We are actually. 
speaking up for those who do not have a voice. Uh, and I need to remind people because there is no support system in the country of Qatar. And I know I can hear the voices of Qatar saying, uh, but we have made some changes. Uh, so, yes. First of all, those changes that have been happening in the past year, they've been forcefully happening because of the World Cup. Thank God there's the World Cup there. Um, but what do we know about those changes still being in place after the World Cup is over when we see everything that's happening in Iran right now and everybody is going backward, right? Uh, and then the changes that have been in place, they, they have no support themselves. So they are very weak and they're almost useless. So I'll take some example, right? Uh, the minimum wage, for instance, has been in place since 2021. Okay, there was no minimum wage before. So that's only a year ago, people. Okay, precisely. And I looked back at the country in 2016. Uh, we have a population of 2.2 million. It had already in 2016, following Amnesty's number, 30, over 30,000 slaves qualified as slaves, okay? So now we're talking about 2022. And I'm assuming it's probably a, a similar number. I doubt, you know, things have changed much. Yeah, like the stadium is still being built at the same rate. So, yeah, you know. So I'm assuming a similar number. And, I'm, I'm, and great, now they have minimal wage. Wow, amazing. But guess what? What happens if your boss is not paying you? Oh, yeah. So that's been happening, right? They yeah. are withholding yes. the paychecks. Yes. So literally, they're not getting better paid because no. they're not getting paid at all this time. Exactly. And guess what? Trade unions are illegal. To gather on the streets oh, is yeah. illegal. So they have, Qatar said, yeah, but we have created this committee. So it's like you live in a building and you have one guy, you know, you can say to him, oh, I'm not happy how the gate is being painted. And they're like, well, let's have a discussion about it and maybe do something about it or not. It's the same for Qatar. People have no rights. You don't get paid. Well, it's just too freaking bad because if your boss has decided not to give you money, you're not going to get it. Mm -mm. So then I was thinking, OK, we're just talking about the slaves on the stadium. Yeah. What about the women that works as housekeeper? that works in hotels to build the hotels for the people that are coming for the World Cup, yeah. or just a regular woman that works out there in, as a housekeeper. Do you think when she lives with the family she works for, she has nothing else around her, do you think she's going to complain? Do you think she's going to speak up? She is in a very vulnerable position. Absolutely. We know that uh, there have been like uh, documentation of passports being taken away. They are like literally kidnapped from their uh, home countries. Mm -hmm. And mm. if you are in that position, you know the authorities can do literally anything to you or your family. Of course, you don't make trouble, you know? Yeah, they, are, they have been threatened. And if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, just look at a video we have on our Instagram, Snack uh, Eric I have a, a topic about uh, Dubai, the Emirates and the Kafala uh, system. So I explain everything there. So um, then I'm just thinking, okay, those women, they work and they're maybe uh, taken away from another country. So I was like, okay, let's be fair. Let's look at the women that actually live in Qatar. Uh, okay, let's read the fate of those women. Women remain tied to their male guardian. So basically your dog. Mm. <laughs> Usually your father, brother, grandfather or uncle. And for married women to your husband. Women continue to need their guardian's permission for key life decision. 
to marry. 101, marrying is so important. Study abroad, that should be a right. Um, government scholarship, that should be a right. Work in many government's jobs, that's a right. Travel abroad until certain age, it's your personal right and freedom. And receive some forms of reproductive health care, the pill. All of those you need to ask a man mm. to have, okay? So, yeah, it doesn't look too good. I'm just really sad for, like, the women living there. And it kind of is unsettling to hear because uh, it makes me aware that if I were to ever travel there or to, uh, like, neighboring countries that have the same kind of regulations, I would, like, the second I go into this country, I kind of lose a lot of rights. Yeah. Just because we're women, like, it's very unsettling. And very wrong. Mm. 